Hello. Hi. Welcome to Ring Rookie, a girl's guide to the NHL. I'm your co-host, Ashley. I'm your other co-host, Ariel, and welcome to our podcast. Well, it's the next week. How have you been, Ariel? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I saw there's been uh, news. Quinn Hughes is in the news. Oh my god. (laughs) A baby captain. Is that young? Like, I feel like that's young. Like, 23 has to be young for a a captain, right? I I had to look it up because immediately I went, wait so what are the qualifications because i had i I, first i looked up how old he was and then i had to look up the i'm like okay what are the qualifications to become a hockey captain and it's like actually really simple and endearing and i really like that but i think that's young but i mean hey if everyone wants you to be the captain then kudos that is cool just feels very young i was telling my roommate about it and i was like the nhl is really out here making 23 year old children the captain of a whole team of adult men for the I most part i know i didn't look up who the youngest captain was in nhl i'll, I'll get to that <laughs> okay <laughs> so this episode our second episode we're gonna be going over each position that plays on the ice the layout of the rink and some common rules we'll have some really cute infographics put up on our instagram when this goes live just those visual learners it was really helpful for me because i ended up like making my own version of like the ice and the players and stuff and it felt really helpful to me to like see it like that yeah we're visual learners here yeah but also like listener learners like i like if you or listen to audiobooks i feel like that is also oh yeah for sure like same. this kind of like the same as a podcast i guess we're gonna start <laughs> with the positions in hockey positions in hockey center is first okay so the center's role is the most important to the action on the ice Centers are involved with the most face-offs, which is a puck drop between two opposing players to restart play. In a game, the three forwards, which is the center and wingers, work closely together. The two wingers pass from side to the center so that he can shoot the puck. The center also allows the two wing forwards to score by distracting the opponent's defenders. The center is not only occupied with scoring, he must also support the defense to keep the puck as far away from his own goal as possible. This is interesting. I feel like it's all starting to make sense. Now, you're reading like one paragraph. And you went, oh. And coupling that with like the hockey I've been watching. It just suddenly like is like it's like clicking together. Puzzle pieces just slowly like dropping in. Right, because like I know, yeah, because I'm like obviously to me, I'm like they're all over the place on the ice. Yes, but literally just reading this, I'm like, oh wait. So they everyone is kind of they kind of keep themselves like where they need to be with who they need to be. And I had no idea that they were so coordinated like that. Like obviously, I'm sure in theory. My mind was like, yes, of course, obviously they have a job that's very specific to their position. But also, like, it looks like they're just all going after the puck to make sure it doesn't go in their goal. Essentially, that's what I that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, isn't that hockey? It's like hockey and soccer. I was like, is that not, isn't it just a simple rule? Yeah. One rule and all that's sports, the game. Honestly, except for maybe football. Just, you know. I mean, I figured, I figured because, like, I did notice during the playoffs, like, they would obviously when they would have the face-offs I would kind of like pay attention to like who was where and I'm like oh, okay this is interesting but it they wasn't as like when it with the center and the wingers those yeah. never changed as much as like everyone else did so I was like okay yeah. and that kind of reminded me of football the little the little <laughs> bit I know of football we're getting there I can get with this I can get with this slowly but surely okay a center's task in a game of hockey here we go they score goals, they complete passes, they win face-offs or lose, I guess, but you don't want that. <laughs> you support your wingers, collect rebounds in opponent's goal area, you keep the puck and opponents away from your own goal, you lead breakouts, and switch quickly from attack to defense after a puck loss. 
totally like, makes so much sense. I'm like a br- breakout. So I'm like, that's a word that I need to in hockey. What is that? I'm like trying to like visual. I'm like, okay, you lead a breakout. What's a breakout? <laughs> like if maybe if they're all huddled in one spot against the like boards where the like the puck is just like being hidden basically and they're all trying to go after it. And so like once you're all huddled out, he like breaks out of the huddle. <laughs> Are you I don't know. Is that 100%? Or is that your final answer? Um, No, because we're going to go over terms in this <laughs> episode. So I guess stay tuned to see if I'm correct or not. Yeah. I want to say, like, whatever we're guessing on, this is why I'm like, I want more interaction. Tell us what we're wrong at. Yeah. I would <laughs> Nicely. love someone to just, like, tweet, hey, just so you know, you were this, wrong. Yeah. That's fine. It, that's what we're here to learn. We're openly admitting we don't know. We don't know. Like, hang on. I'm going to make a note of that. I'm like, the breakouts. I want to know what that means. Next up are the left and right wingers. The left and right wingers are at the center side. They support the center and score goals. Wingers must be especially fast ice skaters. They often have to pass long distances, create opportunities in the opponent's crease, and attack the opponent's goal to take advantage of scoring opportunities. The forwards playing on the left or right side of the ice are referred to as the left winger and right winger. That means that the right wing forward plays primarily on the right side of the field and the left winger forward on the left. They provide the center with passes that allow him to score goals. Just mm-hmm. like the center, the wingers take on different tasks depending on the game situation. They try to score goals, and if the opposing team has the puck, they go on defense. Thus, the right winger covers the left defender of the opposing team, and the left winger the right defender. Oh, okay. Well, that explains why the Seattle Kraken, they have Brandon Tenev. Yeah. I know he's fast. I've okay. seen him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, that makes so much sense. It's, it's truly just like all coming together oh my and gosh. it's wild like if i just maybe read these a couple months ago maybe i wouldn't struggle so much but you know we're here now we were just diving in head first yeah and i feel like that it's like the passion to actually watch it versus like do I care enough to look it up? And I've gotten to that point where like, okay, I would actually like to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. We ended up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the tasks of a winger. They move the puck out of the defense zone, help the center score goals, take passes from the forwards, score goals, prevent the opponent's defender from getting the puck, block shots and passes from the opponent, and intercept passes and start breakaways. Start breakaways. Start breakaways. Okay. All right, now let's talk about what the defensemen do do left and right two defensemen play like wingers on the left and right of the ice their main task is to protect their goal from attacks by the opposing team and to get the puck for their own team so they're they're getting in the action like the other skaters uh the two defenders take on different tasks so if their own team starts an attack the defenders do not hesitate and will chase after them to support their teammates in front of the opposing goal so i imagine these are all the fighters on the team yeah it's it's taking me back to that one one clip where they mic'd up Vince Dunn and he's like, you know, I'm not a fighter this year. I'm just not. It was adorable. <laughs> Don't ask me how many times I watched that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But at the same time, they can't leave any gaps in the defense and they got to be back to their own goal area quickly so that the opponent cannot take advantage of their absence, which is a, it's essential for the defenders to be at the right place at the right time. These objectives make the role of a defenseman very demanding, so they got to react quickly and communicate with their teammates, and they do a lot of backwards skating. The two defensemen often act as a well-rehearsed couple on the ice, 
while the three forwards are mixed in the substitutions during the course of the game. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. The two defenders are usually tactically and closely coordinated and know the peculiarities of their partner. It could be challenging when two defenders play together for the first time in a match, which, yeah, I can see that how that could be difficult. Yeah, like, because you're not, you're unsure of your partner's uh, communication. That would be really shitty to, like, be a defenseman and then not like the other one. So, like, I'm sure they just wouldn't play well, you know? I would hope that they do, like, they, they have, like, bonding time, right? <laughs> Here's a chemistry <laughs> test to make sure you two work out together. <laughs> like a chemistry read but on ice all right so here's what a defenseman does they defend against opponents attacks they stop passes gain possession of puck they control the game if the opposing team is in possession of a puck they control their opponent clear rebounds from their own crease they pass puck to attackers they support forwards in their attack work closely with other defenders, coordinate with team members, make very quick decisions, and they make sure to bring the puck out from their own zone. Oh, man. I like defenders, them. I think they're my faves. Defenders got a lot of work. They kind of yeah. like, from what it seems, well, I mean, I feel like other than the goalie, they do like a good heavy, heavy lifting there. Someone's got to do it. That sounds like fun though. Like, I'm like, hmm, if I could pick one, I'd want their job. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to do it, <laughs> but I think they're the most fun to watch. I'd want to. Could I? No. But I'd yeah. want to. Exactly. Like, I don't think I could. The I'm idea is nice i'm way too small (laughs) i get taken out in a heartbeat career over (laughs) all right ashley what's a goalie do so the goalie defends the opponent's shot i feel like that's pretty self-explanatory uh the goalkeeper position is a key position with special training and their own equipment i have heard they have like their own special coach like it's separate yeah i heard that too the main task of the goalie is to let the puck into the goal and strengthen the self-confidence of the team by successfully defending said goal with his body a strong safe goalkeeper allows his team to play more offensively and strengthens their back in critical situations the skaters support the goalie who has to fend off dozens of shots a game particularly important are rebounds i.e the shots that the goalkeeper could fend off but not hold on to which thus allows the opponent an additional chance at a goal here the goalie is dependent on the defenders who should clear the puck from the crease after a rebound so while the goalkeeper used to guard the goal today he is much more actively involved in the game for example he can intercept the puck behind the goal or pass it to his teammates and thus initiate an attack. By the way, unlike his five fellow players on the ice, the goalkeeper may freeze the puck, i.e. hold or cover it with his catching glove and thus interrupt the game. If he is unsure exactly where the puck is, he can also throw himself onto the ice with his whole body, thus preventing a goal. (laughs) His whole body. (laughs) Whole body. I know. I've noticed that goalies are super flexible because like they're just like all over the they're all over the place it's so impressive like that's why that's why you want the big guys can you imagine like i i I said can you imagine but i honestly cannot like i I need to see this in person i need to see this in action see in theory it's like one of those things where you're like i i could i think i could do that but then realistically you absolutely cannot do it like, yeah, I can my, block a goal. My mind can't, like, can't wrap around the fact, even though I've seen it on TV, but, like, my brain's like, that's not real. Like, there's no way, like, a 6'2", 6'3 guy is, like, literally on the splits in all yeah. that gear mm-hmm. moving and, like, being able to keep his eye on, like, a tiny little puck. Amazing. Good hand-eye coordination is obviously essential. Okay, so this is essentially what a goalie does. They fend off shots from the opponent, cover the puck to avoid rebounds, pass the puck to make a surprise counter, and show mental fortitude, which I feel like that just... Obviously them, essentially, but I feel like that's a team 
effort for yeah. everybody. I would be so scared. I would be scared to be a goalie. That's like one I give massive kudos to all people who are like goaltenders and stuff because you're there. You got to protect. There's so much pressure. And then all of a sudden the entire game and all these people are coming at you in these dangerous skates equipment so next we're going to talk about the layout of the ice i found a really good infograph of kind of how the ice is laid out and painted which ariel has been uh, sharing some really cool videos over on our socials of all the teams painting their ice for this season it's so cool like so cool it's so fascinating. I would love to see it in person. Like, I don't know if that's something you could go watch. Oh, like watch them paint the ice? Yeah. You're like, hey, can I come in? I just want to watch you guys work. <laughs> I'll just stand. I'll, I'll be really quiet. You won't even notice I'm here. Just let me sit for like a minute or two. And I wonder how long it takes. So we got a picture in front of us. It is basically a hockey rink with a bunch of numbers on it. <laughs> and it shows where everything is and what everything like means, I guess. All right. So we got the center of the ice, which is like the little blue circle with the center line going down. I feel like that's easy enough. Um, The neutral zone. So on the ice, there's like two giant blue lines. And then everything in the middle of that is the neutral zone. And then you also have neutral zone face-offs in like different spots so we have on the other side of the blue lines which is not the center or neutral zone but closer <laughs> to in going into the direction of each side's uh goal or uh, in net is called a slot i heard that watching the game but i had yeah. no idea where they were talking about i was like what's a slot it's literally just like the <laughs> mid middle between the two red circles okay that, makes that sense. leads right to the goal and then the uh, the red circles are the offensive zone defensive zone face-off circles yes okay okay and then there's the goal line which is i'm pretty sure everyone knows what the goal <laughs> line is that's <laughs> how <laughs> so, you know when you you know make a goal and then there's the you know the net and the goal and then the crease which is the little like half circle that's in front of the net yeah oh, okay like do we have these little things i feel like that's super helpful information yeah when and it's and it's usually painted blue ariel kind of explained the layout of the ice i know obviously you can't see it since you're listening but look one up maybe it'll be helpful uh, like i said we'll post it on our instagram but just to kind of explain what each area is the center ice and face-off circle is at the center of the ice where the puck is put in play by dropping the puck by the referee at the start of each period and after a goal is scored. During the dropping of the puck, only one player from each team may be in the center ice circle. Once the puck is dropped, however, teammates from both teams can enter this area to assist in controlling the puck for his team. Ooh. Neutral zone, the area between the blue lines indicating each team's defensive zone. Neutral zone face-off dots. Four dots in the neutral zone where a linesman can drop the puck after a stoppage of play. And the blue line, a solid blue line spanning the width of the ice, indicates the border between the neutral zone and the given team's defensive zone. Uh, then we've got the slot, which is the area area directly in front of the goaltender between the two defensive zone face-off circles. The high slot is an area of the slot that is furthest away from the goal and closer to the blue line. And then we've got the offensive and defensive zone face-off circles. So they're going to be two large circles in a given team's zone where a linesman can drop the puck to restart play. There are four on the ice, two in a team's offensive zone and two in that team's defensive zone. Given that each team has an offensive zone and a defensive zone, there are only four of these circles on the ice. Um, and then we've got the goal line, which is the red line spanning the width of the ice on the on which the goal sits in each zone. Ooh, trapezoid, the area directly behind the goal in which it is permissible for the goaltender to touch 
the puck. The goal net. The goals sit on the center of each goal line in a team's defensive zone. And then the crease, the area directly in front of each goals, which is painted blue. I want to pay attention when I go to games now and like actually see it versus just seeing it online. Yeah. I know the the little trapezoid in the back. I, I paid attention to that because mm-hmm. I did notice that the goaltenders only have like that's like a that whole little section yeah. back there. I'm like, man, they have a lot of play there. I'd be so nervous to leave that net. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I watched an old game. It must have been from the playoffs. I think it was because I was watching the playoff games for the Kraken. And they just didn't have a goalie. There was just no goalie at all. And he was just like gone. I was like, I, I need to figure out what rule where that happens where they're just like not allowed to have a goalie. Oh, no, I think it's like, was it empty net? I don't know. Because that, because <laughs> that, the amount of times like I watched like they had an empty net and I was like freaking out and I was like oh my god why isn't there a guy there and then I had to like because even my dad was like they don't have a they don't have like a goalie there but like they're they're still playing and I was like freaking the heck out and then apparently at like a certain point of like the end of the game the, yeah. I guess they can make a decision to take the goaltender out and then just put an extra player in Oh, which is so risky but that's a fun rule I guess I'm excited to get to that rule because I had no idea and I was just so like anxious the whole time they only managed to get like one goal in so like wasn't even like that big of a deal but it's just like because they were losing anyway but i gotta look it up because i'm like i wonder if in that case you'd be able to put an extra defender out because i didn't i didn't really like pay attention to see like who was getting out on the ice for that extra man but now i'm thinking about it it would make sense to have maybe three defenders out yeah we're gonna go over some common rules in the game this is just like common rules that everyone should know like going in and then there's more i'm sure like in-depth rules that we can cover at a later date but just so we have a lay of the land i feel like it's good to know these i do also want to mention that they do substitute put in another defenseman nice at that i love that <laughs> me learning things i would have picked the defenseman too so you know i that means that i'm thinking correctly right. you were thinking correctly in the sense of the game put us in coach yeah. <laughs> please don't no, i'll just right. sit and watch I look like bambi on the ice anyway back to common rules uh so some common rules uh closing hand on puck any player other than a goaltender who catches a puck must immediately knock or place it back down to the ice. Any violation of this will result in a two-minute minor. Face-offs. All players take up set positions around one of five face-off circles on the ice. Only two players are allowed inside the circle during the face-off. Location of the face-off is determined by the cause of the last stoppage in play. That makes sense. All right, then you have the delay of game. The following actions will result in a two-minute minor penalty for the delay of the game deliberately shooting or batting the puck outside of the playing arena deliberately displacing the goal from its normal position failure to provide the proper number of players on the ice surface after a warning from an official or making an illegal substitution um and then playing the puck with a high stick which is when an opponent bats a puck out of the air with a stick above shoulder height and play shall be stopped in a face-off challenge if a goal is scored by a puck that made contact with a stick that was above the height of the goal crossbar then it will be disallowed that just made so much sense because i remember watching a game and i was like why didn't it count (laughs) everyone else knew what was happening but i didn't i remember when i went to see the kings a couple years ago and they move out of the box so quickly and like in and out in and out in and out Mm -hmm. i was like what's happening and she's like oh there's just too many people on the ice so they had to like 
get a penalty or something. And I was like, what do you mean there's too many people on the ice? Like, how do they not keep track? And I, after watching more games, I understood like they're just moving in and out so fast. Like who's keeping count? Like, I guess they're supposed to keep count and know that there's already, oh, hey, there's already five. Don't go out yet. Wait till someone's coming back. But like insane that they just like aren't keeping count. Is it like honor system? I think they get a certain amount of time, like 10 seconds or something. I have to look up the actual time. I don't want to like say that and be wrong. But I think there are a lot of certain amount of time to switch players from the box. And if they go over that time, there's too many people still on the ice. They get a penalty maybe. A penalty. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. Okay, so some more common rules. Icing is when a player on his team's side of the red center line shoots the puck all the way down the ice and it crosses the red goal line at any point other than the goal. Icing is not permitted when teams are at equal strength or on the power play. When this occurs, play is stopped and the puck is returned to the other end of the ice for a face-off in the offending team zone. Icing the puck is not called if the goalie leaves the crease to play the puck, even if he does not touch the puck. If an official rules... An opposing player could have played the puck before it crossed the red goal line. An official may wave off the ice, calling if he deems it was an attempted pass. I found out that was a rule put in for, like, safety. Oh, that makes sense. Because, like, they don't want all the guys, like, rushing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that that, 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 that makes sense. You can still fight, but we're trying to help you. <laughs> that, that I know. When I found that, I was like, that's actually kind of funny. Of all things to be for safety. But sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got offsides. A team is offside when any member of the attacking team precedes the puck over the defending team's blue line. The position of the player's skate and not that of his stick is the determining factor. If both skates are over the blue line before the puck, the player is offside. If he only has one skate over the blue line and on it, one off it, he is onside. Overtime. Any regular season game that ends regulation play with the tie score will go into a five minute sudden death overtime period. If at the end of that overtime period, the game remains tied, the game will then go into a shootout. During the playoffs, there will not be a shootout and overtime periods will be 20 minutes in length. I don't know why for like the playoffs to make them do that like for 20 minutes just seems so mean. Because, like, <laughs> say you do so many games. Well, I don't even remember. Who was it that had to keep going into uh, overtime? I feel like, was it the Kane? I don't even remember. <laughs> it was only a few months ago. But they kept, like, going, like, 20 minutes. I think they did, like, four 20-minute, like, overtimes. I was like, oh, my God. Can someone That feels just... like a whole other game. Like just it, it, fe- it felt like another game. They were, like, almost ready to go again. And then someone finally scored and the game was over. And then they had to, like, travel to, like, play another game. I'm like, that is so mean. Because I remember even, I think even in the Olympics, because that's kind of, like, when I kind of, I would, like, watch hockey, like, whenever it was on in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do like a regular at least from what I remember I don't know if they changed it recently but when I would watch it they would do um this the five minutes and then the sudden death and yeah and then the shootout that's how it would be from like the Olympics so I'm like oh why is that not the way to do it for the playoffs but whatever <laughs> you would feel like they're kind of on the same level but i guess not yeah so that was that little surprise all right and then we have penalties a player's actions that violate the rules of the game may be given penalties at the discretion of the officials penalties are classified into three categories minor major and misconduct for a minor penalty players are required to serve two minutes in the penalty box while their team plays shorthanded so just one less guy hopefully it's just one person getting a penalty a minor penalty will expire if the opposing team scores while on the power play. Major penalties require a player to serve five minutes in the penalty box and only expire at the end of that time. Misconduct penalties vary in length. Okay, that that makes sense because I've seen some 10-minute misconducts. I'm like, damn. 
That sucks. That's got to be like embarrassing. You're just chilling in that little box. Yeah. They call it the sin bin. Yeah. <laughs> so penalty shot. A penalty shot is awarded when a player is pulled down from behind on the breakaway scoring opportunity or when the net is deliberately dislodged by an opposing goaltender or defenseman. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like the goal gets moved more than I thought it would. Really? Right? I feel like I've seen it a good handful of times when I'm watching. I'm just like, I don't know what, like, did I think it was stuck to the ice before? that? I know. I've, I've seen it go flying and I'm like, oh, it's really just kind of there. <laughs> I think maybe it's weighted down. I don't know. I have it's got to be. I mean, I know all these guys are like heavy, but yeah. They're and strong. then power play. So when one team has more players on the ice than the other team, because one player is serving a penalty. So they just have more power, so to speak, because they're one man more than the other team. Have you seen that video of, I don't even remember. I have to look it up because it's really funny. And I might post it on our socials before yeah. I find it. When both teams had so many penalties that like basically like, they only each team only had like two players on the ice. No, I have to find it. It's hilarious. <laughs> the penalty box is full. I think even the coach ended up in there. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> then we got mm-hmm. our shootout. Any regular season game that ends in overtime with a tie score will go into a shootout. A shootout is a series of penalty shots in which each team is allowed three attempts to score in alternating fashion if three attempts the teams remain tied the shootout will continue to alternate shots until one team fails to match the attempt of the other the winner of the shootout will be awarded one goal and there's the win it's kind of like soccer how much i know all this makes so much sense it's truly like the puzzle is complete now it's interesting how many sports have like kind of like the off when i heard them saying like offsides and stuff like that i was like oh like soccer because i had just watched the world cup and i was kind of learning (laughs) learning that as i go i'm just learning a lot of sports (laughs) all at once all right i think we've got everything covered right now i think we've got we told you a little bit about us last episode we did the positions and some rules the layout of the ice we're getting closer that's exciting closer to hockey season beginning i feel like once it begins it'll be exciting to actually get to kind of come back to like this little thing that we got here and really put it to work i'm thinking we should just do like a a roundup of each game that's happened since we recorded last and kind of chat about them and like what we see happening in the future and yeah terms that we learn i think we'll definitely take each of these whatever we don't know now we'll learn yes there's some there's some uh terms in here that i'm like i'm not really sure what that means but a good majority of it actually makes a lot of sense and i'm going to be paying attention to like what each person's role is yes i definitely that makes so much more sense now just knowing what each player so now i guess my quest is to figure out what what the player does like what their title is and then following them yeah because like obviously i have my favorites and i know what they play but like now actually seeing them do it and seeing if they're like following what the like firm says they're supposed to do and like understanding what they're doing right it's like i know what your job title is but i don't know what you do basically is what what we were going through oh and (laughs) i looked up to circle back Mm -hmm. i looked up who the youngest captain in nhl history was i didn't look up like currently but connor mcdavid of the oilers was named captain when he was 19 he's 26 now is he i don't know if he's still the cat is he still the captain i think he is (laughs) Oh yeah, he's loved the cap. He's been the captain ever since, and he's twenty six. That is wild. That's crazy. Nineteen. I didn't know what I having... wanted. Any clue at nineteen? Like I had no clue. Can you imagine having like a nineteen year old like being the the one to talk to the ref? 
<laughs> you're like 36 back there. You're no teeth left. We're sending the 19-year-old in. He'll figure it out. Obviously, I'm sure he knows what he's supposed to be doing. It's just like crazy. That's wild. But hey, that's cool. That's hockey. That's not my business. I don't get paid to make those decisions. <laughs> um, I did just want to kind of credit the sources that I pulled all this information from. Um, they've been really helpful as far as like me looking up and kind of learning as I go through. Um, but I took information from howtheyplay.com, oweo.com, and the chicagowolves.com. I'll put all of them in the description box on YouTube if you're curious and want to look it up yourself. But like I said, we will put up some cute little infographics up on Instagram just to help those visual learners because I myself am one also. And I think that concludes this episode. You know where to find us on social media at Rink Rookie Pod. And that'll be on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, which has nothing posted on it yet, but will. And then each of us follow us. Um, You can follow me, Ariel, at Ariel Garcia on Twitter. And then everything else at It's Ariel Garcia. With two L's and an E. Yes, A-R-I-E-L-L-E. Not the basic way. <laughs> I guess if you want to follow me for whatever reason, it's A E newbie, newbie, N E W B Y. Instagram, Twitter, that's about all I am anywhere on the internet. And yeah, I think we will see you guys next week for some, maybe some lingo, maybe some more terms. And then I think the next week we will, I think preseason will start. Preseason begins. That's and then it. we're in it. I'm so ready. I'm excited. All right. All right. Till next time. Adios. Bye-bye.